0: Welcome to Courts at Indiana Podcast. I'm Jim Reamer. joined now by with Kyler Staley. We're going to be joined later with by Dominic Neely. And then we've got um, Coach uh, Coach Matt Roth is going to be with us on this, uh, this episode. We will have another episode later in the week with Remus Woods, Coach Remus Woods from Indianapolis Lutheran. Uh, but tonight it's going to be, or this recording, it's going to be Coach Roth after Kyler and I... Uh, after Kyler and I uh, update everybody on recruitings. Kyler, how was, how was your weekend?
1: It was great. It was busy. Um, we had our uh, Prep Hoops Grit Region uh, Finals, so uh, a lot of good games. Um, I really, really enjoyed the competition level. Um, the kids really wanted to compete and everything. Um, crowned some champions on Sunday. Um, overall, it was a good event. Had, had a hiccup um, with one game. but uh, Yes, we
0: did, didn't we not?
1: Yeah, we had a big... Uh, yeah, I mean it was pretty uh pretty interesting circumstance I wasn't expecting to happen but uh um had to do with age um you know I had a player on uh on one team just you know a little bit older than what uh the rule stated and so they and had 10 days it. too old yep
0: and so. I we, we need to just get rid of the rule
1: absolutely yeah it just, need,
0: just needs to be graded just, yep. great. just at the high school level grade-based middle school i get it but at the high school level it just needs to be grade-based and it is the adoption of the um or i'm sorry it is the, the the adaptation of the old aau rule where before you couldn't turn 17 before september 1st and play 16 and under now it you can't turn 18 before september 1st and that really made it grade-based with the exception of those very few students who not only are summer birthdays, but also kids that were either held back or started school late. And in the case of this kid, it was a kid that reclassed in middle school and and just happens to be 10 days too old. Now, next year won't be an issue.
1: No. It was next just really, really disappointing because, you know, that team that uh was – was going to play in it really wanted to watch them play um really talented team but uh just unfortunate the, for everybody the
0: word is the team they were gonna probably play in the championship game is the one that turned them in yeah that's the word
1: and that's the all I gotta ask does the grit region Finals really matter that much
0: not like that no no I mean team Teague was a team that had the issue and 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 granted they they pulled their team off the court kind of in protest and that's and I don't I don't blame him for that. I don't know that that would have been my move, but at the same time, I don't I don't blame them. Um, but yeah, it was the team they were going to probably, and they were down twelve. That was the weird thing: is the team that protested was ahead by twelve.
1: And the one kid that uh, and I'm pretty positive here, the one kid that the issue revolved around didn't score, and hadn't had that. scored yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't, so, uh, it was the off. so it was
0: the team they would have faced in the championship game that that allegedly turned them in. Well, we. Yeah. I don't know that we can fully confirm that, but that's the whisper, whispers from pocket city. So anyway, we got to get recruiting caught up and we'll, uh, before, don't forget before we take a break to bring coach Roth on that, make sure or Kyler, make sure you, uh, tell us what you're doing and who's your Okay. We'll do. All right, we're going to update recruiting real quick. I'm going to read this off, then we will discuss some of them. Matt, Micah Davis, earlier today, picked up an offer from Eastern Illinois. He's the senior point guard from Franklin. These, these first batch of guys are all going to be seniors. Eli Ellis, after a great weekend, he's had a great summer for Kyle Guy Black 2024 team. Eli picked up, he's a guard from Plainfield, picked up offers from Franklin, Division Three school here locally, Culver Stockton, an NAI school. Keenan Garner, a forward from Fishers, picked up an offer from Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois, very busy in the state of Indiana this week. They also offered Evan Hayward from Burbuff, the senior guard. Evan also picked up offers from Southern Illinois, Edwardsville, Edwardsville, and Vermont. Cole Hayworth, senior wing from Fort Wayne Concordia Lutheran, picked up an offer from Wheaton. Division Three school and Grace, uh, of course, in the, the Crossroads League. To Ray Howe, super high-scoring point guard from Evansville, he picked up an offer from Marion. Uh, University, Isaac Smith, who plays for Coach Roth at Fort William Blackhawk Christian. We'll be talking more about him later. He picked up an offer from Grove City. Don't know where that is, but it's an NAI school. And this is the K.J. Wyndham portion of our program. K.J. Wyndham picked up offers from the, the guard from Ben Davis, picked up offers from Southern Illinois, Tulsa, St. Louis, Richmond, Northwestern, Sam Houston State, Appalachian State, and Rice. And that is the end of the K.J. Wyndham segment of our program. Wyatt Zepp, a senior from Northridge, picked up an offer from Benedictine. Damian King, now we're starting to move into the juniors. Damian King, a junior forward from Anderson, picked up an offer from IUPUI. Brady Kohler who you may not know a whole lot about, but you're going to figure it out this year. The 6'8", 6'7", 6'8", wing from Cathedral picked up an offer from Eastern Michigan. Braylon Mullins picked up two offers this week. One was his first high-major offer, right? Correct. Virginia Tech, and then Ohio, the junior guard from Greenfield. And then capping it all off uh, with an offer yesterday, uh, Xavier Robinson from Lawrence North, the junior guard picked up an offer from Arizona State. Any of those stand out?
1: Yeah, there's a bunch of standouts. One, we'll kind of go back to the beginning. Eli Ellis, that kid is great. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I am. Uh, I hadn't watched him a whole lot this summer, admittedly. Um, this weekend was really my first chance to really watch him, and I'm officially on his uh, bandwagon. Um, what
0: if he was six two?
1: You know what? That's funny. That's funny to me. Uh, um, Kyle guy came up to me and said, man, that guy, that kid just, you know, a little bit taller. He's, he's a shooter, man. He's, he's a good, good player.
0: I mean, he's five, eight, maybe he's five, eight. He, so obviously size is an issue. He's a tough kid. He's quick with the ball. I, I would say the question for him is ball handling versus bigger players who he's not quicker than, I mean, it would be for anybody. Uh So I'm not sure he's probably most effective where he could be a primary ball handler. And that's probably going to be, you know, at the NAI level, division three level. Um, If you've got a big point guard and you can match him up with Ellis and cross match him defensively, uh, that may be a way to go, but he, if he can hit contested shots, Uh, if he's clean, when you catch, when he catches it, you can, cloud his vision but he's going to hit it and if he can get to his spot this is exactly what i tweeted yesterday right after you know right after they won the championship there for the the grit region there for the prep hoop stuff if he gets to his spot off the dribble he's going to hit the shot you know and and this the issue just comes with size and you know and and there there is sometimes he gets in trouble because he's not He's not a he, – he's I mean He'll make plays that he sees, but he's not natural instinct create shots for others. He's putting the ball on the floor to get a shot. Now, I do like the ball doesn't stick with him. He's not out there hanging on to it. He gets to his spot and he either has a shot or he gets rid of it. Yep. Um. But, yeah, damn, man, he doesn't miss. He just
1: – No, he doesn't. I mean, the, the I think he combined for – I wrote about it earlier. I think he combined in the semifinals and the finals game fifty-seven points 30, 30 in the semifinals twenty-seven in the uh, finals. I mean, and he's just doing it with his size is what makes him so impressive. Uh, that to me, that's just crazy. And it's just I, I just don't know how he does it. He's just yeah. incredibly smart player. He's so scrappy too. Strong so scrappy. legs.
0: Is he, he's, he's got strong legs? It's good yeah. lifting his shot. I mean, he he's 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 a jump shooter. Yeah. Oh yeah. His dad played his dad was really good at, at at playing field in the uh late late 90s early 2000s um Mike Ellis and you know the Mike's issue was he just had bad knees just couldn't couldn't stay healthy in college I think he even got hurt in high school even is when that started um so he, he comes from you know he comes he gets it honestly. Matt played on, or Mike played on some really good playing field teams and you know, that's, you know, Eli's Eli also is playing on some really good playing field teams.
1: Yep, Absolutely.
0: Uh, Mullins 10 offers, Virginia tech comes in as his first time major one. He's got offers from IUPUI, Indiana state, Miami of Ohio, Toledo, Valpo, Tulane, Kent state, Southern Indiana, and Ohio. Virginia tech comes in this week. Um, I had some questions about. I have a friend of mine who thought he was a no-brainer high major. I wasn't quite there yet. Um, definitely was a mid-major. I mean, and yeah. and the you know the thought was there was just his shooting, was just consistency from range, and he's found it, and he is shooting the heck out of it. And then what that has done and on the side is it's created a situation where it's enhanced his playmaking. Because now you gotta you gotta close out tight on him. You you can't you can't just choose it as the lesser of two evils. And you you gotta force him to put the ball on the floor. And and when he plays with other talent, he he becomes a different level of playmaker and it's starting to show in the summers. Um it'll be a challenge for him um to find production with his teammates at Greenfield. Although they do have a couple of other guys who can get him the ball. Um, not sure the shot makers doesn't have the other shot makers he did last year, of course, with Dylan Moles, and then um and then the Kirkhoff, who for them was was an excellent shooter. But see more high major offers coming his way, like any anything on the radar that you know about, or is it
1: um I know it, uh from talking to his dad, I know Marquette um is uh is interested. Yeah. So um I think Cincinnati's another one. Um that's interesting. I, I think he got that Virginia Tech offer. There's going to be a lot more at that level. You know, the Cincinnati's, the Marquette's, those type of high major levels um, are going to start just piling in with him. And now it all it's all about, you know, how high can he keep going, you know, yeah. with the offers and everything. You know, is he going to eventually get to those Indianas? Is he going to get to the, you know, the Purdue's or whatever? Um, he's a great player. I think that's big for him, and he's just – he's slowly – you've seen the past couple of years in his recruitment he's just slowly getting better and better and better and that's what the coaches want to see and you mentioned it with his consistency he's got it now he's checking off all the boxes in my opinion so um really 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 good deal for him
0: i think we talked about moving moving on to a different player Evan hayward's getting finally starting to get his rhythm going in division 1 offers that's deserved yep. um I do think we recorded last week later, right? We recorded on two. Was it Tuesday night? So we'd already gotten the Northwestern offer for Wyndham. Yeah, we talked about that, so we don't need to rehash that. Um, but I, I guess I am a little surprised that, although Tulsa's in a multi bid league, um, he got that offer this week. St. Louis, I think, is in a multi bid league. Southern Illinois is, you know, the Missouri Valley is still teeters on the edge of being that multi-bid league stuff, that's, you know, that's kind of for me where the rubber hits the road when you start thinking about how deep into the high major realm is he is a kid going to be. Um, I mean, that Northwestern offer still stands pretty significant because that's that's a school at a level that hadn't come his way yet. And so it'll be interesting to see if others follow suit. But he's he's had a fabulous spring and summer.
1: Yeah, probably in my opinion, probably the biggest stock rise in the twenty twenty four class, um, just as far as recruitment wise, um, we everyone already knew he was a top, a top player in the in state class, um, but just recruitment, it's just gotten you know better and better, and he's getting those D one offers, you know, that you kind of expected him to get. Yeah. Um, he's he's gonna be he's gonna have a big high school year. I mean, I think him and Mark Zagary both for Ben Davis, those guys are gonna um really carry them and they're going to have some really, you know, high scoring outputs, you know, throughout the season. So I'm excited to watch them play. Cathedral Brady Kohler, remember the name. Remember the name. Remember the name. He's
0: he's I and mean, he's still got some flaws to his game. He still has got to be a better a better shooter off the dribble. Um he can score off 2 feet around the basket. And I I think once he he, he does struggle to score off 1 foot in traffic. Like in like in multiple multiple player type traffic, um, if it's just him and one guy, I think he he does a fantastic job of getting the ball in the glass and, and finishing that. But if it's going through people through multiple people, he he's better off too. Um, but again, he's got he's yet to really log significant varsity minutes, and this happens from time to time. But he's got offers from Eastern Michigan, Valparaiso, Toledo, and Miami of Ohio. And I think he's just going to get more. And the the question for him is, I think it was legitimate to look at him and think, okay, where is he going to be able to pack on weight? Because he's not just thin, he's narrow. And it's, you know, you look at stuff like hips and shoulders and things like that, (laughs) bone structure, you know, stuff that really matters when it comes to being able to pack on and wear weight without, you know, doing damage to things like knees and, you know, and ankles, but mostly knees, but. But um, that would be the only thing is how much weight you think you can put on him, Um, functional weight, functional, you know, mass and have him still be effective and stay healthy. But yeah, he's just remember the name because he's going to be, he's going to, he's going to have a really good year for, for cathedral this year.
1: Yeah. And he's, he's going to come out of nowhere. You know, there's going to be a lot of, you know, casual and state fans and everything that are going to be kind of, you know, where does this guy come from? But I mean, you hear a lot of good things about him. I can't wait to watch him a little bit more um, than what I have this summer. But uh, things I've seen, he's he's definitely got the potential.
0: Anything else here you want to hit on before we move on to Coach Roth? Um,
1: uh, I mean, I think we, we covered quite a bit with that. Um, just going to quick shout out Kenan Gardner. I'm glad he's starting to still get some D1 looks and everything. So, yeah, and uh, on his training everything i I would assume he's going to get a lot more of that level um you know before the uh, school season starts so but he uh, must be he
0: must be doing things facing the basket that i haven't seen yet
1: yeah i don't know i uh i know he's playing up with the the uh top Indiana elite team and i haven't been able to watch them um the past couple weeks so i don't know exactly what he's doing there so um but yeah very unselfish player um i've said it before on this on this podcast he's a He's One of my favorite players to watch. I love how unselfish he is, and uh, you know, just the things that he can do on the floor.
0: What What are you covering this week for or of late for Hoosier Illustrated?
1: Yeah, so likely we'll just probably have some uh, we'll probably have a player QA later this week. Um, we're kind of in a weird like dead period, just kind of you know, bouncing off ideas. Um, you Super know, following dead right up now. On, yeah, just following up on recruitment. You know, got a couple of stories, you know, a couple of. IU targets have cut their you know final list out and everything. So um just kind of keeping up on that and just you know trying to be creative, create some new stories and everything like that. So just kind of oh, and we're also gearing up for football season, you know, that's right around the corner. So um a lot of a lot of stuff we're just trying to work out right now, but like like I said, it's it's pretty dead right now. So but Dunga
0: final four didn't involve Indiana, Man. Kansas, Duke, Michigan,
1: and Auburn. Surprised. I mean, I'm I'm a little surprised that Indiana is not in the final list. Um, but that kind of once you heard about you know him canceling that last visit yeah. um, with Indiana, he's like, oh, there's the writing on the wall right there, writing in sharpie. Uh, Michigan's a little weird to me. Um, I would if you know, obviously if I had him my way, it'd probably go. Indiana above Michigan, but obviously I'm not Flory Badunga and I don't have his thought process, but you knew Duke and Kansas were gonna be there in Auburn. Bruce Pearl's been recruiting him so hard since day one, I feel like. So
0: I think Bruce has an apartment in Kokomo these days.
1: So. <laughs> I think he does. He, yeah, uh, you you could not watch a Flory Badunga game without Bruce Pearl in the building. I'll just seems tell
0: you that. to be. Seems to be.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm All gonna right. be heartbroken. I'm gonna be heartbroken for Bruce Pearl if uh Flory doesn't commit there.
0: <laughs> he will be crushed. <laughs> He'll be crushed. All right, we're going to take a break real quick, and when we come back, we're going to be joined. Dominic Neely is going to hop on with us and, and be part of the uh, Matt Roth interview, and we will be uh, we'll be good to go. Kyler, good talking to you, and we'll see you on the other side of this break. Sure. All right, we're bringing on Coach Matt Roth from Fort Wayne Blackhawk Christian. A lot of us IU guys also know him as former IU shooting guard from coach green days, the, the, the transition days. And, uh, I think Kyler's got some questions about that eventually, but, uh, an interesting time for IU hoops for sure. Um, but really we'd, we, we want to focus strictly on, or well, not strictly, but we want to focus on what you're doing there Blackhawk, obviously the success you had last year and, um, you know, the group, the group of kids you got going forward and, and what your program's looking like, uh, long-term too. So, um, Usually Zach, who's not here tonight, gets us going with that stuff. And but I think Kyler's got some opening questions and we'll just kind of go on from there. Okay, coach. Yep. No, it sounds good. Thanks for thanks for coming on, by the way.
2: Yeah, I appreciate the invite. Yeah. Kyler, go for it, bud.
1: Yeah. First of all, thanks, Coach, uh, for coming on and everything. Um, so basically, how's your summers? You know, how's the summer been so far? What have you guys been working on? What's what's kind of like um, you know, some events you guys maybe have been playing in. I don't know if you guys have been busy or not, um, with that in, but I guess, I guess just how, how's the summer going so far with your guys?
2: Oh, it's been a good summer. Uh, we don't do a lot, um, in terms of getting out and playing and shootouts and all that. Um, we do some internal stuff, uh, weight room, open gym, skill sessions, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we do uh, some controlled scrimmages with some opponents to have them come in. kind of like that format at the beginning of the season you know play four or five quarters extended time Uh, coaches are out and about working on different things trying to get guys to understand new concepts Um, and then we played in one kind of uh, shootout at Adams Central um, where we got to play three games against three good opponents and uh, the guys really did well they I mean they love to compete and uh, they're they get sick of seeing each other in open gym and in the weight room so um, we try and mix in just enough that, that they're hungry and they, they want to get out and compete, but then also we know to do what we want to do come November, December on into March. Um, a lot of it's in our own gym and we got to put in the work, um, individually, we've got a lot of talent. Um, we've got to collectively put it together. And, and so that's been a big focus for us this summer. Um, and then we love the weight room. We've got to get in there. we got, we lose a lot, our weight room leadership. Um, was in our senior class. And so our younger guys are learning to fill that void, learning that, you know, their their definition of working hard isn't maybe the same as the guys before them. And so trying to match that up and, and make sure we don't have any drop-offs there.
1: Gotcha. So are there any guys that are, like, kind of standing out so far this summer?
2: Well, I think, uh, you know, the three guys that returned from my rotation a year ago, um, Kellen Pickett, obviously, uh, is probably the most well-known as our 6'9 post kind of three four for us in our offensive scheme. Um Isaac Smith had a great year for us last year. He was our shooting guard. Um he'll be back as a senior. Um you know he's six five he's long he's a pretty good athlete. Um uh, he's working on, you know, last year he has a role player for us um because he had such talented guys around him. Um this year the the opportunity for him to do more is going to be there. So just trying to continue to develop him and then Aiden Muldoon is our sixth man, but also is going to step right into that point guard role. And he's a competitor. He's a winner. Um, and so those three have looked good. Um, they're doing a nice job of taking on some of that leadership. Um, and then my my younger guys, you know, that junior class that I've got coming up is deep. There's, in addition to Pickett, four or five other kids who are going to be great varsity players um, and just trying to make sure that they are ready mentally, physically to make that jump to where I can't have them you know, two minutes into a game, having an off night, and have to pull them out of the game. I need them to be locked and ready. And so for them, it's a little bit of maturity. But I think there's there's a couple in that group who are having good summers. They've really worked hard. Um, they've been great in all of our stuff in the weight room, open gym, um, and they're having a pretty good year. Um, you know, this last couple of weeks back in the AAU realm, um, they've had some good tournaments, doing good things with their program. So um, I'm excited about what we've got coming up. Uh, you know, not a not a ton of big names coming up. The no, no sleepers that are going to jump on the scene, and people are going to wonder where they came from. But guys who are that work hard, that they've kind of waited their turn in our program um, with the talent that we've had, um, and they're hungry for their
1: opportunity. Gotcha. And, and sticking with Kellen Pickett, um, obviously that's your that's your main guy returning. Everyone knows who that is. You know how how is his overall game developing right now? What do you see as like next steps for him as far as his overall game development?
2: Well, he's so he's so talented, um, you know, from top to bottom in his game that I think one of the weaknesses or flaws that maybe he has in the recruiting realm as these coaches are watching him is, you know, what is what defines him? What is his, what is his go-to niche of he does this better than everything else? For me as a, a former player and a shooter, like that was my niche. That was I'm going to shoot the ball better than the other guys they're recruiting. Um, Kellen does so much of everything – especially in the high school game, Um, you know, going back to last year, I mean, we had him playing the point against Gary 21st uh, because it eliminated their two best defenders from their trap and their press and all that kind of stuff. And so he can do, he can do a lot at the high school level, but as he's kind of going through the recruiting process and, and finding that niche, I think he's doing a great job of shooting the ball. He's, he's had a good, uh, he tweaked his ankle um, down in Georgia, but, He's shooting the ball well from three at the EYBL level. Um, and then he's really showcasing his shot blocking and his rebounding um, Is are two of the things that I keep hearing that he's just continuing to elevate his game in those areas. Um, and so as he does that moving back into the high school game where he can handle the ball, play the point a little bit, but also be able to post up. Um, he's going to be a, a nightmare to match up with, I think, defensively because, you know, he can stretch the floor or he can go down to the block and, and take care of business and play physical and, and use his post skills. So he's, he's narrowing in, I think, on what those college coaches are looking for in terms of what is the one or two things that are his calling card that he does better than the others. Um, and so that's exciting to see him. He's had, he had a great June for me when we did play um, and he's, he's worked his tail off in the weight room um, all summer long. So.
0: the I want to follow up on that. Cause. Really, just more of a question maybe even kind of a statement it, it, there would be a lack of imagination on college coaches they can't figure out he's good enough to play for them at this point. it, it, it seems like in my opinion I don't I don't expect you to express that Harvard opinion but I, I think the kid's wonderful and I mean I you know obviously you understand what it's like to have a niche talent at, at, a, at a level. He he's got a lot of things that he can do. And I don't, and I'm not saying that it makes him a definite high major, but it definite it makes him a definite mid major. Is there is there feedback from from the schools that level that maybe they don't think they could get him or what? Because we've just got him for one offer. Is that accurate?
2: Is there uh, something we have got As far as I know, um, yes. And so no, I don't think I, it's really hard to. to pinpoint uh, you know I saw this several years ago with with Caleb first and some of the the mid-majors in schools that you would have thought maybe would have jumped at him um, they didn't I don't know if mm-hmm. that's necessarily the case for, or you know Kellen came on the scene so quickly last year throughout the season um, but it was also you know we, we were so balanced in our scoring you know that he I think stayed under the radar just enough um, and then, you know, in the spring in the AAU realm, it was kind of the first time that these coaches are really getting eyes on him. Um, and everybody that I've talked to, they love his game. They think he does a lot of really good things. Um, he competes well on that team that he's with. Um, and so I think it's, I, I don't know. I, I would have, if you would have told me at the start of summer that he, that he still would be sitting with the one offer, I would have been a little surprised, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also think watching his game, he's he's done enough that he is on all their radars. Uh, they really love his game. Um, and I think, you know, as fall comes around and coaches can get out and, and see him and, and watch him work at the high school level, um, and the more are going to come in. I mean, there's there's so much interest in him. Um, but I just think, you know, he came on quickly. Um, and it's not every day that a kid that that's as – well-versed at handling the ball, scoring, you know, near and far from the basket, shooting a good percentage from the field, defending well, not fouling, um, all of those kind of things benefit him. Um, I just think they're kind of surprised that, you know, how quickly he popped up and and how he was kind of off the radar for so long.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he compares physically to none, to, to Jack Nungy at that, at the same age. Uh, which does put him a little bit behind physically to Sisley. Uh, obviously a kid in this case that's in his class. Um, yeah, but he but he is very comparable to, to Nunji and and more skilled to be that to be really blunt about. It. I mean Jack was uh, a developing player, and really he might even compare physically to Sisley's older brother, um, who obviously started out at Evansville, and and again he's more skilled than the older Sisley and and probably just a touch behind uh Blake right or Trent I get my Blake. Kyler help me out <laughs> Trent's the one that's in school now right? Yes Yeah, it's a good thing I don't get paid for this crap so um anyway go ahead Dominique go ahead I'm sorry I was you were gonna yeah. ask your question I stepped up.
3: Yeah no you're good. Now um, I wanted to stick with with Pickett a little bit. Uh, just to your point you know I watched his freshman year. Uh, he came into the game late in the game, and I saw he was 6'8", he's a freshman. And right away, I was like, wow, he's running the floor super hard. The motor seems to be there. He's going after blocks. He's going after rebounds. He started hitting a couple shots in the paint. looked like he had nice touch, and that's when I immediately fired off a text, like, who was this 6'8 freshman, Blackhawk? And then fast forward to the first game of the year at the North side game. I was at the game. And I'm thinking, okay, six eight in the post, nice touch, and all of a sudden he's hitting threes. I'm like, whoa, it's a little different. Um, so just it seems like his game is really transformed. I think that, that AAU season after his freshman year, I think he kind of played local, right?
2: Yeah, he played on local. Um, played on a local team with with some friends and classmates, and um, and that was one of the conversations last fall as I was kind of seeing his progression of, you know, hey, it's time to look outside of. Of Fort Wayne and you know there's there's two programs with Indy Heat and Indiana Elite that I think would love to have them and so um, you know for mom and dad that was that was kind of step one of okay this is this is escalating into more than just you know playing for a local AAU team and there's a lot of good ones and he played on a good team but you know it was time to step up that that level and so he went down and worked out for both and, and then settled in with that, with that Indy heat team. And um, he's done a good job with them. I mean, he's continued to develop, um, you know, keeps getting a little bit taller his wingspan keeps getting a little bit longer. Um, and so I, I'm not going to be shocked if he still has another inch or two in him here um, over the course of the next several months in the next, you know, next season. Um, but, you know, he just, he's very talented. And, and I think when you saw him as a freshman, um, some of the things, you know, he just, he'd grown and just hadn't filled out at all. Um, and I feel like his legs, um, you know, that weight room starting to take effect. Um, he's starting to get a little bit more leg base strength base down there, but you know, his upper body, he keeps, you know, wingspan, you know, went up just about an inch from day one of November practices to last day of spring workouts. Um, and so I, I think he's still filling out and, and he may be one that, you know, I certainly hope he continues to get better, but he may have his best couple years of, of talent and and comfort as he gets into college. I mean, he might be a little bit later of a bloomer um, just with his body filling out and you know, kind of strength catching
3: up to his skill, which his skill level is, is through the roof. For sure. And I was going to say, do you think, you know, when he gets to college, do you see him you know, at the highest level being a four, or do you think he could stretch out to a three? Because, I mean, we've seen him defend right in the state finals against Joey Hart and have a lot yeah. of success moving his feet. So that seems like he can guard on the perimeter. What do you What do you think when he gets to college? Well, I think, you know, the biggest
2: thing at the college level is is which program is it and, and kind of what's their style of play? How much do they pigeonhole guys into? You're going to be a four-man um with his offensive skills and, and his his ability to guard defensively I mean he was all postseason he was the key to what we were doing most nights we played a lot of small forwards that were talented and and he took them all away. um you know I'm terrible with names I can't read uh Carpenter uh, the Tipton game we started a guard um, who's a tremendous player um but I, I don't think I don't think Tipton was, (laughs) I don't think they were ready for six, eight to pick up their point guard, full court, um, and guard. Um, so uh, to answer your question, I mean, he could be a three, he could be a kind of a hybrid three, four, um, with the right system and and spacing, he could certainly post up, you know, mismatches, all that kind of stuff. He's got great touch around the basket. Um, uh, so he's kind of, you know, I consider him a three, four, um, some programs out there probably I know are more, more defined in what they say and what they do. So he may get pigeonholed in at a four, but the way he right. plays on the perimeter, he could, he yes. could fool anybody and be a three. That's still a skilled
0: right. four though. That's a super skilled four. Yeah. Who, would, who wouldn't get beaten in switches and anything like that. And yeah, your adjustment at halftime against Linton was, was outstanding. I mean, obviously it, it's easy to say that now cause we know it worked. Um, you know, you put Pickett on Hart. Joey had a really good first half. And and even the times that Joey was able to get, kind of get Pickett on his hip, that extra length was there. And then, of course, first willing to throw his body, probably the uh, Fort Wayne version of Jake Davis, where he just sort of throws his body at people and is willing to take charges and and end up on the ground. And yeah, it just was such an effective adjustment. And, and kudos to you or whomever thought about it whoever thought it up great job it clearly worked and you've got a ring now right
2: yeah um no it was uh in my mind it was a pretty subtle adjustment just with having uh you know Sefton at at six four at the point guard position he was a tremendous defender and we played mm-hmm. um heritage Christian earlier in the year and and he did a great job on um on uh Colvin and the thing that that I think gauges struggle in the first half if there was one was uh you know Hart's release was so high on his jump shot that he elevated and at high release and and Kellen's really good at having a high hand and, and he's also six eight so it's you know he's got extra inches to, to spare and then I thought thought the key when when Hart did get him off the balance was pickets length and ability not to foul he challenged everything going vertical he's got a really good sense of that rule that is at the college level of verticality, you know, Kellen is very vertical with his play. So it, it seemed very, the the bigger switch was, I I thought we put Davidson on their best screener. So then we allowed Jimmy who was our best helper to just be full help. You know, he kind of looked the other way of his guy and was able to help and double their shooters. And, and so it was, it was a, in my mind, a subtle one, but as the game went on, and then after the game, when we were talking, it, you know, it was a pretty significant switch. But uh, we had such trust in our guys to go out there and compete. It was just trying
3: to find something that would work that day. For sure, I got I got one more, Jim. That's good. Go um, cool. before I pass it over to you. But I think coming into last year, I think we all kind of thought that obviously Black Hawk is going to be super talented. Uh, I thought one area that I didn't know. Uh, didn't really know who was going to fill that role was was shooting spacing the floor and then like I said first game of the year Isaac Smith is he's knocking threes down in the first half I think he might have had four that game uh, so that kind of answered my question pretty quick of who's going to space the floor but what do you think coming into this year maybe some questions that you're looking for guys to step up and fill a certain area uh, and things like that yeah
2: I think uh, you know guys did a great job of that last year uh, one of the things I kept talking about uh, whether it be with my assistants or my wife who has to put up with all my random talk of, you know, we had a great combination of veteran leaders, seniors who were battle tested, hungry. Um, They were coming off that tough emotional loss to central noble the year before in overtime. So there was no lack of motivation there. And then you pair that up with what I felt like we had three or four really talented guys who just hadn't had varsity experience yet. And so it was, you know, my my worry going into that first night against Northside was how how's Isaac and how's Kellen gonna play? Like how are they gonna respond to I need you to play 32 tonight, not hey, here's some spot minutes. Um, and then they went out and they both were our leading two scorers that night and and really did a tremendous job and and they did that all year. And I think this year, um the thing that might even be different and I, and this might be my hope, but I also think it's, it's a reality is I think we could be a, a far better shooting team. We didn't shoot the three percentage wise overly well last year. Um, but we relied on first down low at, you know, scoring 60, some 66% of his buckets inside, you know, he was scoring at will uh, where this year we have, you know, Gage's younger brother, Bryce, who's a great, a great player, great shooter. Um, we've got guys, Aiden Muldoon coming in, uh, Brendan Miller coming in, um, Luke Mansfield, Jackson Hauser, Guys that are coming into those minutes are all guys who make shots when they play well. And so for us to play well, they're going to have to play well. And so, you know, I think one of the things that might look a little different is we're going to be able to really spread out and defenses are going to collapse. And when they do, you know, we could very well have five shooters on the floor that are, you know, all shooting upper thirties, low 40% from three. Um, and that's going to be, you know, a good problem for us. Hopefully as the year goes on, if they're stepping into those minutes and those shots with the confidence that I need them to.
3: I, that that,
0: that, that spacing is certainly going to help pick it or, you know,
2: anybody else does, does Smith put the ball on the floor. Well, yeah, he's more than capable of putting it down. It- um, you know, I again, last year he, he filled that role of being our shooter, um, but he didn't really get the opportunity with two post players on the floor and a, a pretty dominant point guard engage um, in terms of what he was able to bring to the table. You know, Isaac's, Isaac's focus needed to be on being shot ready and knocking down shots, where this year he's going to kind of be that number two guy. He's going to have to be able to put it on the deck, read screens, um, and he's got great length and he's got really good touch in the mid-range. Uh, you know, he had a couple of nice floaters down the stretch. You know, when you make a run like we did last year, guys are going to have to kind of step out of the mold of who they've been. And, and he made some great plays against Lewis Cass and Gary 21st, getting into the lane, shooting that little 10, 12-foot runner. Um, you know, he's good. He's long at the rim um, and, and he's fairly athletic. Um, he just doesn't showcase it very often because he's always – spotting up for those jumpers but yeah he's he's more than capable uh, especially when we spread the floor and, and screen the way that we're going to have to this year
0: well he he and Pickett both had four so I'm looking at the box score of the state championship game because I wanted to look something up and what I was trying to find was inaccurate so but still at the same time Smith and Pickett both had four assists that game I I was thinking it was probably Smith's somebody hit a corner three in the third it's Muldoon quarter, Muldoon okay to really yeah. get you guys going and because it seemed like, cause even you kind of came out strong in the second half and, but then Linton still stretched that lead back up to 11 and then. So it was Muldoon that hit that three. Okay. I mm-hmm. thought it was Isaac yeah. Smith. I was thinking he was one for eight on the night and his one, but his, his one actually came pretty early, but nice adjustment yeah. on his part because he finishes the game with four assists. So shots, not going create shots for others. So, um, I think Kyler probably will have some IU questions for you maybe since he does do do some IU writing. But I got one question real quick since we're talking about three-point shooting. Who's the better shooter, you or Joey Moreland? Have you figured that out yet? Is it (laughs) – you just trump him, you just beat him because you're just that much better or what?
2: Well, all I will say is I love Joey dearly. I've worked with him since 2013 when I moved to Fort Wayne, but – Just not there yet. I have a very unique ability to get in between Joey's ears. Yeah. Uh, Even on his best shooting days, um, I feel pretty confident that I can get him rattled. Yeah. Uh, But (laughs) I will say he did in the postseason. He has a knack. He found one. He can still shoot a full court shot, Mm -hmm. um, which is something – in my my age that's starting to creep up there higher and higher. I cannot throw that full court shot anymore but <laughs> I think it was uh, lapel he made four of them um, in our shoot around practice down there and and so he'll hold that one over me for a long time but uh, if we're if we're catching shoot um, I'll just say I'm good with either one of us taking that open jumper. And <laughs> his
0: worst for us is his final two years especially. In the summer, I coached him for four summers. I don't know if, you've, if yep. you knew that or not, but he he could change a game just because obviously the, in the summer there's no game prep, there's no scouting, there's no there's no game planning. Yep. So he, he could change a game because we would bring him at the four and just have him be a pick-and-pop guy yep. and just get him three or four quick shots before people even know what the heck was going on. And, you know, just he was such a great shooter for them. And you know, and had to do a lot of things. You know, those that was Coach Davidson's first couple of teams there. Yeah. And that was uh, you know, before he really got a, a grip on that program and, and started churning out, you know, multiple kids in each class. But uh he inherited a good group of kids and, and that that class, obviously Joey was probably their most skilled. But I I don't know, I just he was such a great shooter for us and yeah, and as the and he was he was the epitome of that guy, especially in college where he could be that niche shooter and uh he was he was really great for me but yeah I wanted to throw that out there because
2: yeah no jo- and Joey to, to he li- cuz of- he listens too he'll listen to this so he yeah so you know to give him his credit where credit is due well, yeah. he has turned into an incredible assistant he was uh one of the first two guys that I knew I needed on staff um and and he's turned into a great coach you know his game prep his scouting um his ability to install what you know what the opponents are doing um He's turned into a great assistant, um, and one that I'm glad he's he's kind of transitioning roles a little bit because you know he's starting to get up there in age and 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 needing to find you know home base, get that get that first home and, mm-hmm. and take, oh, on yeah. more, take on some more at work and all that. But he's he's a tremendous asset to what we do and uh, had a big part of 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 his role here, and he he really connects with the guys really well. Um, and they love him, um, and so yeah, Joey. When he listens to this, I want him to know not not all knocks. He he's an oh incredible well, yeah. and uh, and one I'm grateful to have with me.
0: I kind of like to tease him every now and then. We have some good stories that I'm not going to share uh, <laughs> that would completely embarrass him off off the face of the planet. But he's going to inherit. He's going to be the the head the head of the Zaire dynasty up there on the on the north side of Fort Wayne, and and uh, he deserves it. He works hard. He's a smart kid. Comes from yep. good stock, uh, for lack of a better word. But uh, anyway, Kyler, you got anything quick before we we yeah. got to we sort of get, get one more get one good IU get your one good IU question in, so we can <laughs> let Coach Roth go, and then we got Coach Woods waiting in the bullpen here for our next segment.
1: Will do. Yeah, I just kind of want to get your thoughts on, you know, the current version of uh, the Indiana program right now, how Mike Woodson's doing. Do you notice any big differences from when you were, you know, playing under Coach Crean versus how Mike Woodson's doing things now? You know, just just want to get your thoughts on this IU, uh, IU program.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he's doing a great job. I mean, he's a tremendous hire. Uh, I, was, I was really excited when he took over the program. Um, love the staff that he continues to build. Bringing Calvert back on board is – is big time. Calvert was there my senior year, um, and and just to have the staff that that has the history and the knowledge of what, you know, dare I say, what IU was at one point in time. But then also, you know, they've walked through the demise, they've walked through some dark times, they've they've seen it rebuilt in stretches. Um, obviously, at the national level, we're still waiting on that Final Four run, um, which I think is is bound to come. I mean, they're recruiting talented guys, they're recruiting competitors. Um, and so I think, you know, they're doing a great job. I mean, I talked to Jordan Hall's quite a bit, um, just, you know, family stuff with, with both of us having young families, but then also, you know, with their interest in Kellen and, and their ability to watch and see him grow. Um, I love what they're doing. Um, I keep waiting. I cringe every time I look at it. I'm like, I want to see that free throw percentage get back up there into like the 80s where I'm not stressing and, and where that three-point percentage as a team gets back up there um because when it does you know the talent that they have in the individuals on the team um they're capable of making all the runs i mean we've seen them ranked you know preseason favorites in the big 10 all that kind of stuff um but at the end of the day come march you got to be able to knock down free throws and open threes um and so i'm hopeful that uh that that staff down there is they're off to a good start and i'm excited to, to be able to watch them and uh you know, hopefully in time be able to produce a couple of talented guys out of Fort Wayne that maybe we can get down there in the cream of crimson and uh, kind of get the the monkey off my back of everybody telling me that Fort Wayne's a Purdue town, so. Hmm.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Do you uh, – Kind of is. A- <laughs> At least late, lately. Any? Sorry. Do you, uh, do you keep in uh, touch with coach Green? Any, have you talked to him recently or anything?
2: Uh, not a whole lot. Um, you know, I followed him when he was down at Georgia, but then, you know, it's just, it's, I've got three at home. I got a almost nine and, and seven year old boys and my daughter's five. And so if I'm not doing something with basketball or family, um, you know, find me hard pressed for free time. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he did, coach Green did a great job of getting things turned around there um, and, and so, you know, appreciative of the opportunity to play there, um, learn a lot about the game, uh, especially the player development side, which he was fantastic in. So, uh, you know, a lot of, lot of things I've learned in skill development came from my time there and the staff that we had there, um, assistant coaches on down. Um, and so um, excited. I mean, I love the, I love the Hoosiers. And uh, when Indiana's good, um, my life's a little bit better because I can, I can share the joy of IU basketball here in the, the Purdue capital of Indiana, I guess. Right now we gotta get that fixed. <laughs> was it it was 28 points against Illinois? Was it Illinois?
0: What was your the game you uh, just well, went on? Ohio State on? was my Ohio my game, yeah. How how much higher up the scouting chart do you think you shot up after that game as far as just like
2: uh we can't, I mean, we can't let
0: this guy shoot. I mean,
2: yeah, I you, think I probably did you notice a
0: change in how you regarded after that game? Just curiosity. Oh, yeah.
2: Absolutely. And yeah. uh, How long did that last? Forever? The best just... part, the best story that came from that game was that uh, that scout was Archie Miller's scout when he was at Ohio State. Oh, crap. And so when he was able to share that story with me, I got a pretty good laugh about uh, Mata was not real pleased with uh, time and space. Shooter, I think, was what the scout said at the time. So, yeah, uh, I think they dialed in on it after that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, it's all. but then that's then you all of a sudden you have your own gravity. And I coached a kid named Jason Holsinger who went to Evansville and was 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 really good for them. At a time, they weren't great, but he's the probably would say he's the best shooter I've ever coached. He won a state championship for lapel in 2005. So that would have been before you, you came through Washington, Illinois, Illinois. But but for us, he played on a team with Dominique James and Armand Bassett. At, yep. at the guard spots and 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 he everybody knew he he could shoot he had one game where he was one for seven and he, he felt like he struggled and i was like yeah but you realize your guy never was more more than three inches away from you the whole game and so that just created so much space for everybody else and and it's just when you have that when you have a guy who can shoot like that who could shoot like you could and you know you i mean i know you, your first couple of years there were rough and they were rough for everybody there but it was sort of a means to an end, but, um, you know, it didn't change the fact that you had to be accounted for. And, and you, you got one, you got one good year of winning, didn't you? Yeah. Senior, yeah. No, yeah. Your senior year, senior year, year right. Was, was
2: year And uh, yeah. And I uh, just ran into a, a really talented Kentucky team that we'd beaten earlier in the year. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Was able to go out kind of on a, a rebuild, a high note, playing really good basketball and, and playing it with a really good group of dudes.
0: Well, Matt, you were part of some really good stuff at college, that's for sure. You got you were part of a group that got that program turned around. You're doing a great job at Fort Wayne
2: Blackhawk. Uh, any, anything you want to push here last at the end or just? No, I just appreciate you guys and what you do for high school basketball, the spotlight you give it, the platform, and uh, um, it's what makes Indiana high school basketball special. So uh, I just want to stress to you guys, I appreciate the opportunity to come on, chat with you guys, uh, you know, we could probably talk all day, especially if we put IU on the table. But yep. um, I just yeah, appreciate Kyler, you do. Kyler's and got at least good. four more questions. I think we spent <laughs> yeah, we'll,
0: we'll
3: cut it
2: out. We'll cut it out. I'm sure. But, no, I just – I appreciate you guys and what you do for uh, the basketball here for the state of Indiana. So I appreciate you.
0: I will give my guy J-Mo a good kick in the butt. And uh, thanks for coming on, Coach. All right. Thanks, no, coach. Thanks, guys.